Next artist is Rush. Yep. Uh, I didn't want to rush us to the end here, but uh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you, Yoko Ono. Uh, so we've got. Um, we'll start off with some early Rush and kind of move through some of their sounds here. And uh, we're a better place to start than when uh, Rush was a Led Zeppelin uh, ripoff. Yeah. The, obviously, the best genre of music. Uh, they're pretty good. Thank you, Gerda von Flute. Um, so uh, yeah, let's uh, listen to uh, "Finding My Way" by by Rush here. You can find your own way. Find your own way. No, Fleetwood Mac is a much better band. Than <laughs> Oh, shit, eh? 
of the plane There's no swimming in the heavy water, no singing in the acid rain Red alert, red alert It's so hard to stay together, passing through revolving doors We need someone to talk to and someone to sweep the floors
Passage to Bangkok, I'm still not sure, like, how racist <laughs> Girl from the Orient. Yeah. <laughs> Theo and I were listening to uh, uh, Some Girls, the Rolling Stones album, of course, the other day. Uh-huh. And uh, the specific song, Some Girls, where Mick Jagger's like, Black girls just want to get fucked all night. You know, like, it'd been a long time since I'd heard that song. Or the Chinese girls, you never know what they're hiding up their silicon sleeves. Like, wow. <laughs> I, you know, some people are like, oh, we have to cancel all these old, like, rock stars because they're all so problematic. Like, yeah, let's cancel Morrissey. He sucks. Um, <laughs> but, like, some of the, some Rolling Stone songs are just, like, very bad. Like, just, like, very yeah. stupid. Yeah. The thing is, I actually don't have anything else to follow it up with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're still singing about that, then maybe... <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Mick Jagger up on stage at like Desert Trip singing "Some Girls" and "Brown Sugar." I think that that's that's an aesthetic I'd like from from 2021. <laughs> like like Mick Jagger fucking snaps and like it all pours out. He, he gets he gets like the fucking Liam Neeson thing where he's like, "Everybody, I wanted I wanted to specifically kill black people. I wanted to kill black people. I I was racist, and don't worry, I I beat it myself. We're good now." So he's like, else. "You didn't have to say anything. I know. You didn't have to say anything at all. Nobody, nobody asked." <laughs> but as Theo was saying, he wanted to specifically hurt him with a specific Irish weaponry. Which why why bring like. You know, like ceremonial Irish uh, uh, beating sticks into the picture. You know? <laughs> ceremonial Irish beating sticks. That's that's what that's what white culture is. Okay. <laughs> the name. Yeah, yeah. The lower the lower white races just have beating sticks for each other. <laughs> Should be the name of the podcast, honestly. Lower white races. <laughs> the cer- yeah, just call it the ceremonial white beating sticks. Yeah, Italians, Irish, and uh, the borderline case of Jews. That's actually what I called my penis. <laughs> beating sticks? The, the ceremonial white beating stick. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. Also, my, my, my B name for it is just John Voight. But... <laughs> uh, John Voight, what a ledge. Absolute ledge. <laughs> um... Let's uh let's pretend we just listen to all the songs and I can talk about them. Yeah, wait. Let me let me quickly click on the last three and remind myself what they sound like because I, sure. I mixed them up. I think we got kind of drunk when we were recording our last minisode after Robocop, and we were, <laughs> it's like really hard to follow like the order. Like our our the first time I really had a hard time like pitching together like the linear nature of what we thought about because we we like we were like talking about like <laughs> Neil Young covers of trans for like forever and then I like <laughs> mentioned the songs I had played and then we went back to like I don't know it was all over the place and I was like dang it took me forever to piece them together <laughs> yeah I so I haven't uh I hadn't actually listened to really any of our podcasts all the way through until recently I listened to the one about Under the Silver Lake when it came out mm. and it was really weird because like I was definitely like n- I was not sober for it and like I kept like like I would like you would say things and it'd be like I would like think of what I would say and then I would say something and it would be like 50-50 whether it'd be exactly what I was thinking or something and I was like what <laughs> where did that come from like like really weird to listen to honestly that's part of the fun 
Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. This is the first time I could dem- I get, I'm hearing myself speak, and I'm like, what is my voice doing? <laughs> no. I sound really off. And I'm ta- I take, like, really long pauses when I'm trying to make a point. And I'm like, so, like, basically. Yeah. The melody, I just have to sit here, like. The melody is, well, we seem to have opposite drunk responses. Like, I slow down too much to try to sound cohesive, and you, like, speed up and start, <laughs> start like, filling with, like, lots of likes and likes and likes and ums and likes. So I have, like, opposite editing strategies for the two of us. <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully, uh, that, that set of songs didn't feel too rushed. <laughs> Same joke. Second time. Um, I'm just, what can I say? I'm just finding my way through this podcast. I would fly by night if I could find a passage to Bangkok. The spirit of radio, just an early warning time standstill. That's the songs we heard. I didn't want to, I didn't want to connect them anymore. The story, you could make a story out of it, but why would you? Oh, good writing exercise. If that's your jam. Yeah. Uh, well, I know it's 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 supposedly somebody's jam. If you're you know uh, if you're gonna, if you know you're trying to come up with like a template for a class, trying to make your creative writers stitch miserable really, really quick, and you're and you're in a rush. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in a rush. Ah, oh, oh, he did it too. He did it too, guys. <laughs> uh, let's let's all give Max a big round of applause from for for that one that was that was uh that was incredible uh speaking of incredible uh some of these songs uh were um so yeah rush um uh uh getty lee neil pert and alex lifeson uh a trio and uh they started off as you can kind of tell from these early songs here as um yeah led zeppelin knockoff band you know it was the thing to do in the 70s you uh, you get stoned in your basement. You're like, how hard can it be for these British guys to make music like this? We should do it too. And you're also from Canada, so you do it. Um, and uh, you can definitely hear that on the first three songs. And I think Fly By Night is probably uh, their best song um, from these three songs. And but it sounds like the last, the least like a like a Led Zeppelin song. Whereas like Finding My Way, and honestly maybe a Passage to Bangkok a little bit kind of sound more. Uh, in line with a traditional knockoff band, but uh, I still I still kind of like the sound. I remember reading an article um, about some guy who was like got really into Rush and felt betrayed when they uh, when they made the switch to synthesizer music at some point in the late seventies and eighties, which is like kind of sad uh, that like, he was that invested in Rush. And- <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who put six songs on a on on our on our our uh, our podcast here. <laughs> yeah. So then also like who doesn't have a story about a band they liked in the seventies like like being disappointed a band they like switches to synthesizer isn't that the story yeah. that transition to the eighties? Yeah, it, it literally is. But then like some some of those albums are the best albums like fucking Heartbeat City, amazing. Yeah, and we uh, also, literally we also spent so much time on the last minisode talking about trans. So even though it wasn't, even, I didn't. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. I was gonna talk no, about no, maybe it's something we can, we can play. We spent forever <laughs> talking about it. Look, there's I, I have a lot of passion for that album. Okay, I know. And uh, uh, as we all know, um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, early Rush pretty standard stuff, but yeah, they branch out a little bit later into more what I think most people think of Rush as, which is kind of this, uh, you know, 
prog rock, pop rock, sort of, I don't know, pop rock, prog rock, uh, just like radio stuff, like spirit of radio uh, that you hear when you're driving all the time. But uh, yeah, it's and spirit of radio is an awesome song. Um, and all of that, the songs on that album, which I want to say uh, is moving pictures um, are super good. Uh, but they kind of fall off the map um, probably in the album or two off after that. And you don't really hear much from them. And Distant Early Warning is a, I think, kind of cool song from that era. Uh, Grace Under Pressure, which is, yeah, 1984. So people are still listening to Rush, but it's kind of like, it's not like that kind of golden era where they were getting on the radio all the time. And I, yeah, I like, I like that song. And then this last song here is a really weird one, really out of left, fi- uh, left field here, um, off of Hold Your Fire, uh, an album from 1987. So only three years later. But um, yeah, it features Amy Mann uh, on 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 the song, which is a weird uh, crossover for sure. What the fuck is um, So Amy Mann is like kind of uh, I don't know how to really explain this. Um, she's kind of just uh, I don't know maybe she's like sort of in the same uh, realm as like Liz Fair and kind of like that kind of she did. The entire soundtrack for Magnolia, I believe, the movie. Oh, I was noticing she was in. Have you have you heard any t- Till Tuesday? Uh, I think I. He's banned. I don't think I have. She oh, I have the record till ninety three, but then she has. It makes sense. Oh, because she was like three with this band right before that. Uh, that Rush album comes out in eighty seven. Yeah, so she a really popular song on Spotify called Voices Carry that I don't think I've heard before. Yeah. But Amy Mann, I think, is one more of those kind of like uh female artists from the nineties who kind of went a bit more folky, a bit more alternative kind of thing. I think more singer-songwriter sort of style. Sort of like what I guess like Stevie Nicks was doing at that period or something. So mm. kind of like that like general category of of genre and artists from that time. So kind of funny to see her um on uh, yeah, on a Rush album. I know at that time she was in like like a one of those like post new wave or like post punk whatever kind of genre that's supposed to be. Um, so it kind of makes sense that she's on here, but still kind of a cool crossover there from an artist that like I didn't thought I didn't think I knew much by Amy Mann, but like the more I look into it, she's like kind of a familiar uh, familiar voice. Um, I think she was on Portlandia once as well. Uh, I remember that like uh, uh, Fred and Carrie like invite her over to their house and she becomes like a, a roommate with them. And like, they're like, like, like freaking out the entire time or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause they're like, like music geeks. It's right. It's, I get it's it. Joke. Cause it's, Portland. um, I get it. it's Portlandia. That's, that's all there is to it. I get uh, it. <laughs> it's just Fred. It's just, it's just there to showcase Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein's like, weird like vocal tics um <laughs> mostly uh and yeah so this specific song time Standstill." still i think we were just talking i i did not really i found it on a um a greatest hits compilation that like was all the rush that i had in high school when i first got into rush and so was when i was had the into rush. To say before actually yeah but this is like i had to like this is like music that was taken from a cd ripped from my CD onto iTunes and put onto my iPod. Um, so I remember listening to this on my iPod in high school, like walking to school or something. 
and like this song growing on me because it's actually kind of it seems kind of like lame and dumb but the more you listen to it it kind of like it kind of is it kind of gets to you it kind of grows on you and i think max you were saying something similar to that before i cut you off earlier no i felt the same i thought the first minute of it it was like why in the hell did adam choose this it sounds like it sounds like asia it sounds like but like worse than well that's not true everything about asia is bad except for like three songs that are also kind of bad but in a good way yeah and that's when i don't know when it kind of got me but it's like i stopped like griping about it after a certain point and just started like kind of grooving a little bit i don't know it's catchy sounds like an 80s song doesn't really yeah. sound like the rush that you know there's yeah. right, right, right there's the there's like the rush that people make fun of whether it's totally because it might be you know the whole the whole the whole culture might be a little harsh on 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 rush altogether but i feel like it's you know you explain i like fly by night is as enjoyable as it is maybe seems like the quintessential like you know, it's got the voice and the, the fly by night. It's got, oh, wait, like, from here. Yeah. It's sort of like faux operatic dramatism that you mentioned being kind of a ripoff of other things. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, that's the Led Zeppelin that I know and don't love. And learn, <laughs> I've learned to just like hate because of yeah. social media and stuff. And just like all the jokes you grow up on late night television being like, and the punchline is rush. Except yep. notably in the in the movie I Love You Man, where yeah, where, <laughs> yeah, that's like a plot point that he loves which, Rush, which, and it's cool. Which is still like, I mean, it's still like kind of the joke. It's like it's like the shitty thing that they like together. <laughs> so right, right. Like, nice. They want to go to a Rush concert. Yeah, and everyone laughable. I know it's like that's what makes them fall in love in their bromance. Because whoa, Jason Siegel also likes Rush. What a loser! Yeah, what are the odds? Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> So it's yeah. really not even that much in support. So it's yeah. This catches me by surprise as being something that I feel like another band could have played. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I think that's this is a great instance of like kind of just a different angle of Rush that they can play stuff like this. They didn't often do sort of stuff like this. And I mean, if I'd ever like actually gone through and listened to all of the late Rush albums, maybe I'd find a lot more music like this. But I don't really have a desire to do that. Um, I mean, I like, kind of, oh my god, there are so many late Rush albums. I know, there's That's a lot of them. Just how many making music. Be? Why yeah. they, how have they stayed together for so long? Well, they, they stayed together until one of them died at last this year. This year? Yeah. Uh, uh, Neil Pert, who's the songwriter the for the group, died in, I want to say, probably February. I remember because I was working at the bagel shop and I wore my Rush t shirt in that day. And then, like, four, like, Old, four old Corvallis men with ponytails were like, hey man, yeah, you <laughs> totally died like today. What's up with that? Fucking sucks, dude. Like, <laughs> I remember taking so much acid. Uh, it wasn't at a Rush concert, but I wanted to work it into the conversation. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> it's hard to sound like Kermit a little bit. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like a little old, bit of auto. Grizzly truck stop Kermit, who's like a huge Rush man. Yeah, like Otto from uh, The Simpsons. Uh, can, can yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with Kermit, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's Rush for you, man. That's that's kind of like, that's the, the main audience for them. That and Jason Siegel. Um, and Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd, which, you know, Paul Rudd's cool. Paul Rudd's uh, He was on uh, Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Good job, so. Look. And, and he let Greg Turkington have a role in his movie. He sure did. 
He sure what a, what did. A, what a great guy. What a great movie. I actually just watched the first half of that season where <laughs> I got back on the horse after being off for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to take a break. Yeah. Irony poisoning and all that. Exactly. And now I'm back. I'm back on the horse and I and I last week just watched that episode where they're competing blockbuster films. <laughs> Oh man, uh, we honestly at some point I should feature uh, some music from Tim's new album, uh, <laughs> which is actually really good. It's a really good album. Like uh-huh. not even it's not even like like funny joking music. It's like actually good, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> he has he has music like that. He has like a whole al- album de- dedicated to Herman Cain. So <laughs> you have your joke music. He's been known to cure narcolepsy just by walking into a room. His organ donation card also lists his beard. He's a lover, not a fighter. But he's also a fighter, so don't get any ideas. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always do drugs. But when I do, I prefer... Kratom. Stay thirsty, my friends. Poor Kratom. Let me preface this. All right, finally tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening. Whenever you may be listening, yeah. We're not. We're going to end with the uh, John Prine, who's now officially not just the great, but the late great, which is sad. First person on this podcast that we're playing who died of, of the Rona. Um, the Rona herself. At the age of 73, in his home in Nashville, I'd be remiss not to mention that he's from uh, the great state of Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Maywood, Illinois, not so far from our dear friend Jacob Hill's residence in Oak Park. So good on good on Johnny. Sausage people. We're sa- we're we're good old fashioned sausage people, you know? John was one of us, you know. But Sauciest of them all. I don't know if he ever worked at a sausage factory, but but he sure drank a lot of old style, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean he could have had it worse. It could've he could have been like my dad who actually worked at a steel mill for like that's a couple crazy. years John, in like Cicero. What's fascinating about what him is that he actually like, so he was like, he, he was definitely lower middle class. His dad was like in a very like blue collar situation. Mayweather was kind of like a working class suburb, I believe. Um, back when that was a thing. And then, um, so he like, he famously wrote a lot of these songs. He was like a late te- stage teenager, like on his mail route. I think he delivered like papers for years and mail and stuff. And then, you know, he'd like go into the city and like play in this bar. Um, just like songs he's, he'd written just for fun. And then I don't remember exactly how, but I feel like somebody had told some musicians to like go see him play, including like Chris Christopherson and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And he ended up like impressing the shit out of them. He played, you know, playing like early versions of Sam Stone and stuff. Um, hello in there. Mm-hmm. Um, which are some of his more famous songs. I mean, a really pretty unique career trajectory. He wasn't like some music nerd or anything. I feel like if anything, he's like more writer first. Why? Mm-hmm. Which is why like writer dorks like me like him so much. Um, but also yeah. like people who like who feel attached to sort of the country or like the decaying Midwest vibe. People like Jacob, you know who Ugh. identify with, with him thematically. Um, you know, Jacob Hill is such a such a Shakespearean Midwestern character. <laughs> That's a funny melding of worlds, but yeah. 
Yeah. He'll die. Shakespeare. He's like, John Prine is like what John Cougar Mellencamp like pretended he was on the radio. Like, yeah. Like he's like the embodiment of it. Like that born and raised in a small town. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, that was actually John. Like he lived that man. I mean, not that he lived in a small, but you know, he was like, he's like what the phrase salt of the earth was written to describe. Uh, right. But he also like had a wicked sense of humor. was really clever. Supported up and coming musicians. He like, I like Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires and they got to like tour with him a couple times and they became friends and he played a lot with them. He was just like a good guy. You know, if you had, if I had to pick like a list of 10 like people currently who are like, I living or dead that I was like, I just like have to meet and have a conversation with, he would have been on it. So yeah, pretty huge bummer, but also what a guy, what a legacy. Um, we're going to start off with his most recent album here. This is Egg and Daughter Night, Lincoln, Nebraska. If you like your apple sweet and your streets are not concrete, you'll be in your bed by nine every night. Take your hand-spanked corn-fed gal and your best friend's four-eyed pal to a treat right down the street that's dynamite. Now let your conscience be your guide If you put your foot inside You wish you left your well enough alone When you got hell to pay Put the truth on layaway And blame it on that Oh crazy bone Crazy bone Crazy bone Where you wish you left your well enough alone When you got hell to pay Put the truth on their way And blame it on that old crazy bone and Don't be stuck up in Alaska When you should be in Nebraska On a Thursday when it's egg and daughter night When the farmers come to town and they spread them eggs around And they drop their daughters down at the roller rink Well, you're probably standing there With your slick back grill cream hair Your lucky's and your daddy's fine tooth comb If they knew what you were thinking They'd run you out of Lincoln Just blame it on that old crazy bone Crazy bone, crazy bone, crazy bone. Where well, you must have left your wisdom to that home. If they knew what you was thinking, they'd run you out of Lincoln. Just blame it on that whole crazy bone. Here comes that crazy bone. All are grown And they put you in a home And eternity Is approaching fast Yeah, you're half out of your head And you probably pissed the bed And you can't see a thing To save your ass 
Wind fire across the prairie In the local cemetery They already got your name carved out in stone When all them nurses say Grandpa, why you walk that way? Just blame it on that whole crazy bone Yeah, blame it on that whole crazy bone Crazy bone, and everybody in that old folks' home. If you knew what you were thinking, they'd run you out of Lincoln. Just blame it on that old crazy bone, and everybody in that old folks' home. Yeah, blame it on that old crazy bone. Broken 
And I had a feeling that you'd be leaving soon So I tried to rearrange all my emotions But it seems the same no matter what I do Blue umbrella rest upon my shoulder Hide the pain while the rain makes up my mind Well, my feet are wet from thinking this thing over And it's been so long since I felt the warm sunshine Just give me one good reason And I promise I won't ask Just give me one extra season So I can figure out the other four Daytime makes me wonder why you left me Nighttime makes me wonder what I said Next time all the words I'd like to plan on The last time was the only thing you said Blue umbrella rest on the shoulder Hide the pain while the rain makes up my mind Well, my feet are wet from thinking this thing over And it's been so long since I felt the warm sunshine Just give me one good reason And I promise I won't ask you anymore Just give me one extra season So I can figure out the other four Clocks and spoons and empty rooms It's raining out tonight What a way to end the day By turning out the light Shoot the moon right between the eyes I'm sending most of me to sunny countryside 
overflowing wine Shoot the moon right between the eyes I'm keeping most of me in sunny countryside Don't know how I did that now Wonder where it's gone Must have spent the way I went Waiting for the dawn Shoot the moon Right between the eyes I'm screaming Take me back to sunny countryside Shoot the moon right between Clocks and spoons and empty rooms It's raining out tonight My heart's in the ice house Come a hill or come valley Like a long ago Sunday When I walk through the alley On a cold winter's morning To a church house Just to shovel some snow I heard sirens on the train track How they it getting neutered An altar boy's been hit by a local commuter Just from walking with his back turned to the train That was coming so slow You can gaze out the window Get mad and get madder Throw your hands in the air Say what does it matter But it don't do no good To get angry So help me, I know For a heart stained in anger Grows a weak and grows bitter You'll become your own prisoner As you watch yourself sit there Wrapped up in a trap Of your very own chain of sorrow Brought down to zero Pulled out and put back in I sat on a park bench Kissed the girl with the black hair And the head shouted down to my heart You better look out below It ain't such a long drop Don't stammer, don't stutter From the diamonds and the sidewalk To the dirty and the gutter And you carry those bruises To remind you wherever you go You can gaze out the window Get mad and get madder Throw your hands in the air Say what does it matter But it don't do no good To get angry So help me I know For a heart stained in anger 
Another the wheat and girls today You'll become your own prisoner As you watch yourself sit there Wrapped up in a trap Of your very own chain of sorrow Hearts in the ass house, come a hill or come valley Like a long ago Sunday when I walked through the alley On a cold winter's morning to a church house Just to shovel some snow I heard sirens on the train track How naked getting nude And altar boys been hit by a local commuter Just from walking with his back turned to the train That was coming so slow You can gaze out the window Get mad and get madder Throw your hands in the air Say what does it matter But it don't do no good To get angry So it help me I know For a heart stains in anger Grows weak and grows bitter You'll become your own You watch yourself sit there wrapped up in a trap Of your very own chain of sorrow our John Prine set. One of my favorite people who I got to give our dear, dear friend Jacob Hill credit for introducing me for way back in the year of 2015. Five years ago when you first met Jacob Hill. Yeah, I guess it was a little more than five years ago, but he played, he played, uh, I think it was Sam Stone on his acoustic. And I was just like, Overtake. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I had the same reaction when he played Hot Burrito number one for the first time. But I also remember him playing, like, what, seeing him play, like, the, his first album. Uh, There's that word eponymous again, though, but John Prine, the eponymous album. Um, and I don't remember what's, yeah, it was something like, you know, Paradise was playing or Your Flag Decal won't get you into heaven anymore or something else. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, what are we listening to? And that ridiculous picture of him with, like, this, like, a terrible mullet, like, sitting on a like hay a, bale. Yeah, hay bale, like bench. <laughs> like, what is this? 
but man. It's nowhere as cool as the Sweet Revenge cover, which he looks like a stone cold badass. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so we started here with, uh, as I mentioned, Egg and Daughter Night, Lincoln, Nebraska, 1967, excuse me, or uh, Crazy Bone from Tree Forgiveness 2018 that was released. It's his last album. Um, talks about how his uh, his like, wife and children like pushed him out of the house to like and, like made him sleep in a hotel for a couple weeks so he could put together old fragments of lyrics and like finish a bunch of songs and make an album because it had been too long when they're sick of him moping around. So he made this al- this great album. Um, um, you know, I was hearing lots of the last song on the album when I get to heaven, which is like a like a creepily fitting and to a career actually just a sums up a lot of what he was great at it's really funny catchy kind of cynical but also like really warm and loving um i actively chose not to play that to be like everyone else but i think this is like another example of those similar things it's kind of goofy and uh and catchy and fun then we get um looks like these got mixed up here but speed of the sound of loneliness should be next um that um i pulled that even though it's originally from um is it from german afternoons yeah it's from german afternoons 86 um his other maybe not too many popular songs that he released in the 90s but uh let's talk talk dirty in hawaiian is a funny one people (laughs) okay uh speed of the sound loneliness is kind of classic i think more famous because it was covered um by Bonnie Raitt, wasn't it? Well, no, she covered Angel from Montgomery, which is why that became famous. But did she also cover Speed of the Sound of Loneliness? Um, maybe it was Nancy Griffith. Yeah, it was Nancy yeah, Griffith. Looks like Nancy Griffith. Yeah, her version that I think she released in 1993 was actually like a lot more popular. <laughs> so, and that's like kind of... It's kind her of, most popular song. Right, yeah. kind of like, oh, for Bonnie Raitt, Angel of Montgomery was really popular when it came out. Angel from Montgomery, I should say. Um, and actually, on the Save live, live album from 1990, which is great, Bonnie Raitt actually comes out and sings with him on Angel from Montgomery, which is awesome. But um, Speed of the Sound of Loneliness, um, I just wanted like a little taste of his live personality in here. Um, yeah. That's another, that's, another, um, that's another of his songs that I think is just like absolutely devastating. And he, and he hits you right away with, you know, you come home late and you come home, come home early. Come on big when you're feeling small. Come home straight and you come home curly. Sometimes you don't come home at all. And that's like, damn. So nice. Can anyone do more with like three or four chords? <laughs> and just like a yeah. on prime cam. Pretty incredible stuff. I think Kurt Vile recently covered this uh, after he died. I heard, I think you were talking earlier that a lot of artists were covering his songs. Yeah, there are some good ones out there. I think, I mean, there's some good Jason Isbell and Amanda Shire ones to check out for sure. And Illegal Smile from, uh, that's the opening. That book ends nicely with the opening of his career. Um, very first song off his first album, John Prine, 71. That's a song that a lot of people uh, think is about drugs. <laughs> um, it I wasn't like actively about drugs, but it's still nice to think that it was. Either way, it's still <laughs> super funny song. Love that like t- that like time change between the chorus and the verse. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Blue Umbrella, again, out of year, 1973, Sweet Revenge. 
when he's looking super fucking fresh. Hell yeah. In the backseat of that, of that limo. Don't know what else to say about this song. Um, it's not. It's poignant. <laughs> um, wait, real quick. I want to read a lyric from it. Feelings are strange, especially when they come true. And I had a feeling you'd be leaving soon. So I tried to rearrange all my emotions. But it seems the same, no matter what I do. Blue umbrella rests upon my shoulder. Hide the pain while the rain makes up my makes up my mind. My feet are wet from thinking this thing over, and it's been so long since I felt the warm sunshine. Like the man can just fucking write the way he can oscillate between between just like giddy humor and just like devastating (laughs) melancholy and realism is beyond anything um, I've ever seen similar. but true so, talent. Two out. Uh, then what do we have after that? Next we have Clocks and Spoons, something from uh, Diamonds in the Rough that was '72, just the year after. Um, I feel like this one is less played than some of the other ones, and I don't know. It still has this sort of like, sort of classic, classic picking, but it's like feels like a little bit more mysterious. And it's and it's messaging. It's like and 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 tone. I think there's a little bit of different shades of his of his musical ability here too. It like keeps you guessing a little bit. It's a little bit unexpected. After that, we finished with uh, finished with another of my favorite songs, "Bruised Orange Chain of Sorrow" from "Bruised Orange" the album. Jumping back to 1978, uh, I feel like this is a bit of an underrated album actually. Um, it's it's also got I think the first song I heard off this was Sabu visits the Twin Cities alone, which is a rare shout out for our home state for four yeah. years respectively. Um, this also has another classic. That's the way the world goes round. But this song for me is like a great um, it's a great way to end things um, more so than when I get to heaven. It just feels like this reflects his uh, his life message, if you will. His I don't know, his reflection of his state of mind and like for all the for all the melancholy, you know, which this song is like centered on this song subject matter, which if you don't know is about when he was a kid, a memory of him walking back, you know, along the tracks or crossing the tracks in his in his town or like outskirts of Chicago. So he's stroking that mustache, that's really distracting. <laughs> Trying to curl it up. Looks nice. The the hair looks nice too. Right? Um, but yeah, and like like uh, as you said in the song, and Alter Boy's been killed by a local commuter. I mean, in the, like a kid walking home, like an Alter Boy walking back from church was like killed by a train. Um, oh God! He talks, he talks. He has like interesting. He's talked about it a couple times, but especially on a decent live show from the late seventies. It's on YouTube about like a collection of just like mothers who didn't know <laughs> which son had been killed yet. Oh. like a collection of them just like all sharing in the morning before any of them had learned that it was just like intense moment of despair and also like weird moment of community but then it's such a positive like such a positive song you know you know the chorus for that is you can gaze out the window get madder get madder throw your hands in the air say what does it matter but it don't do no good to get angry so help me i know for a heart stained in anger grows weak and grows bitter you become your own prisoner as you watch yourself sit there, wrapped up in a trap of your very own chain of sorrow. And I don't know why it's called Bruised Orange, but I do know that... I do. <laughs> what? 
Uh, you look like what do you look? You look like Pekingese. <laughs> I do you know that that's a that's a philosophy that I that brings me back to sanity occasionally when I because I've been known to uh, have little flare ups of the of the of the anger and the and the depression, especially the anger. I'm very angry. I'm so angry. Such an angry young man. I had an issue with my uh, with with. Uh, with a prescription refill that my insurance caused the other day, and I almost like burned down an entire Walgreens Dwayne Reed. So, <laughs> no, so you can't. That's Ian's on. place of business. You can't. You can't burn those down. I'd be John Prine to calm me death the fuck down, <laughs> or there'd be no Walgreens left in the state of New York. <laughs> yeah, if you do that, they're not going to have enough money to pay Ian anymore, and you're going to have to go. He's going to have to go back to sitting in his house, staring at a wall all day. Oh boy. Ah, well. Yeah, you know, I'm not as familiar with John Bryan as you are, or even uh, Theo, wherever he may be in this household. But um, um, everything I've ever heard, I've always loved. And I've heard some really um, good stories from my dad about seeing him when he was a kid growing up in Chicago. Oh, or really? a young adult in Chicago, yeah. You see him in, like, um, and stuff? Yeah. Oh, and that really, that's so cool. Yeah, because he, uh, gosh, yeah. I think he graduated from high school in 72 maybe so and like was working in the steel mills until 74 maybe 73 um so yeah uh used to see him a lot apparently um but uh you know i i it's only a matter of time before i take the dive into his into his work and you know this is always a good this is a good primer for sure good primer Hey, yes, exactly. All intentional. You know, I wasn't in a rush to get to John either, but then I did eventually. So see what I did there? Yeah, but that was that was the same pun from a long time ago. No, I know, but it was a bookend. Okay. <laughs> Which I know well, I if, if only we were doing Simon and Garfunkel too, that would have been a real pun. But Yeah, just Garfunkel and Garfunkel. Garfunkel and Gar Hey, we don't speak of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our main competition. <laughs> His small talk has altered foreign policy. He once ran a marathon because it was on his way. Sasquatch has taken a photograph of him. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always do drugs, but when I do, I prefer Kratom. Stay thirsty, my friends. For Kratom. <sighs> well, guys, thanks for listening to another uh, another episode of Mobgowski Radio. Um, hope it. you've all enjoyed. We'll we'll have more content coming your way eventually. Uh, more Mobgowski at the movies, more music stuff, maybe some minisodes. So uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, and last plug. Follow, got a plug. Follow our Instagram now. That's a thing. Yes, and, uh, yes, follow Mob our Instagram. Mobgowski, one word, lowercase. That's Mobgowski, underscore, a radio. A radio. Uh, it's nothing uh, A before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just the radio. That was just for inflection. Right. So I sound like an asshole for promoting an Instagram page, which is something I never thought I'd ever do in my life. Yeah, I don't even have an Instagram still, so I can't even Instagram. follow this page and myself. And I only have, I've only ever posted three times on my own Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> this is unnatural for me. Well, <coughs> all right. Yeah, that's, that's where we want to end it for sure. That's natural for me. I, I wish I had saved up my burps because I had a couple in me and I just kind of, you know, did the genteel thing and 
Kirk, uh, like, burped into a little nice little doily napkin and then tucked it away for the Sorry, babe. Next time. All right. Speaking of next time, see ya, fuckers. <laughs> All right. Good job, us. We that, did it. That was honestly probably our most efficient ever recording process. <laughs> I was sober for it, so... <laughs>